0: Welcome to the Compete Every Day podcast, a weekly show to help you harness the power of competition to be better than yesterday. Hear each week from performance leaders, coaches, and experts on the benefits of competition and how you can use it to win at work and in life. And now, your host, Chief Encouragement Officer at Compete Every Day, Jake Thompson.
1: What's happening, and welcome back to a new episode of the Compete Everyday podcast. I'm excited you're here. I'm excited that you are a competitor who wants to be better than yesterday. If this is your first time to the show, it is great to meet. My name is Jake Thompson. I am the Chief Encouragement Officer here at Compete Everyday, and your host each and every week is I get to talk to coaches. athlete, sports psychologist, and more about how to harness the power of competition to be your best self, to win at work, to win at life, and most importantly, to be better than yesterday. This week is a special episode as I get to welcome to the show Coach Leroy Gardner of the University of the Ozarks Wrestling Program. Lauren and I got to know each other years ago when I first started Compete Every Day, uh, actually through CrossFit. I was still selling t-shirts out of the back of my car. Uh, He and I immediately hit it off for this love of competition, this love of pushing yourself to new limits, to being your best self, uh, and have stayed in touch ever since. He's been at the University of the Ozarks for the past couple of seasons. And most recently in March, led his school's first NCAA Division III championship qualifiers. The man knows wrestling. The man knows how to coach wrestling. He had a successful career as a wrestler in college. And now, as he puts it, is giving his opportunity to pay it forward. For all the things that the sport did for him, he wants to continue to invest that in future and younger wrestlers. And so, Leroy joins the show today to talk about the sport, to talk about competition, how he does what he does, how he's able to get the best out of his players, and most importantly, how it applies to you listening to the show. What are the things he does with his team that we can apply in our day-to-day lives, regardless of whether we consider ourselves an athlete, regardless of whether we know we're clocking in and out of a job at nine and at five, and regardless of where we are. There's wisdom in today's episode that you can apply to be better than yesterday and be a better competitor for your life. So strap in, listen up, and let's get ready to rock and roll as I welcome to the show the University of the Ozarks head wrestling coach, Leroy Gardner. Coach! As one of the longest members of the compete everyday community, I think you have one of the very first shirts in your collection. I'm excited to welcome you to the show. How are you?
2: I'm doing great, Jake. It's it's an honor, man. Um, I think the last I was just I was just revisiting. I think the last uh, sort of contribution uh, besides following all our stuff and sharing it was a. Uh, I was actually in Singapore and 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 you asked the people to share why 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 they compete every day and what they compete for. And I think I made a video in Singapore and that was like probably five years ago. But um yeah, man, I've been down from the beginning. I love the message, love the idea. Um I just saw saw what you were doing with it and, and it and it resonated with me. So I'm glad to be here.
1: Dude, yeah, and, and it's funny, we we got connected, I don't remember if we originally got connected on Twitter uh or through what and then obviously we got to meet up at the crossfit games i still have a picture of uh me and you in San martinez uh yeah
0: yeah <laughs> what
1: 2011 That's funny. uh uh-huh. so that, i mean that way back when uh in the earlier days of of crossfit and uh, and that but uh man i i'm excited to have you on today because Wrestling is a, a huge piece of your life. And obviously, as we talked off air, you're coaching it. You've been coaching it at the collegiate level for a couple of years. Give everybody just a quick introduction to who you are. And then we're going to dive in talking about competition and, and what we love about it.
2: Oh, man, uh, put me on the spot. So currently, I'm the head coach at a at a small Division III uh, liberal arts school in, in Clarksville, Arkansas, called uh, um, University of the Ozarks. Um, this is a new program. We've been in existence four years. I'm in my second season as a head coach there. Um, I wrestled at Division three level, um, wrestled a little bit at the, at the senior level. Um, I was fortunate enough to uh, have success um, in, in college, uh, won a national title at, at heavyweight and I was three-time All-American and then we won a team title. Um, I coached at the Naval Academy and through the Naval Academy Prep School and then uh, coached a, a club program uh at the N- N- WCA um down in houston and then now have gotten back to ncaa and i'm loving it um you know i originally grew up in minnesota big wrestling country uh the south is not that big in wrestling but uh, my wife is not a big fan of the winter weather nor am i so uh there's no more minnesota in our future so we're we're, we're staying in the south and fortunately wrestling's been growing a lot in the south and um i'm just excited to you know pay, pay forward. Like we talked a little bit off air, you know, everything that's given to me wrestling wise and, uh, keep that, keep that, uh, I call it a lab for life. You know what I mean? And, uh, the sport is, there's no, so it's a, it's a, it's a lab for life, uh, in, in what we, what we're doing every day. So I
1: I love that. I'm interested because you, you referenced that a few times about what the sport has given you and, and added positively to your life. Do you mind sharing a little bit about that?
2: yeah absolutely um you know my path is a little bit uh i mean it's unique i think in in wrestling there's a lot of a lot of guys and 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 women start uh wrestling you know real early uh, especially in the midwest you know i didn't start till i was like 15 and i was getting in trouble you know i was just knucklehead and uh i think you know had i not found i played other sports like i played football and and basketball from like about first grade all the way through um and i played football the way through high school but once i found wrestling for whatever reason I think being a little brother like I had an older brother who was 7 years older than me and it, it was like man if this sport uh, for whatever reason this sport is it, wrestling's a lot about um being able to you know take somebody's best shot and and keep coming you know and I think uh, that's there's an a- analogy to life is like you know life is going is going to give you hard 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 lessons sometimes and I think that for me at 15 16 and you know I just I just locked on to idea that if I could if I get to stick on this path long enough and work as hard as I could, Um, and I think in wrestling, it's, it's, it only comes down to, uh, you know, you're out there, you know, there's a lot of people that give to you to the point when you get out there on the mat. But uh once you're on the mat, there's no one that can save you. And there's no one that can win it for you. And I think, um, Unlike football where I, you know, I loved, I loved football, but I think, uh, you know, I could have the same game as a D tackle or a fullback and, uh, we, we, you know, we'd lose by 14 or win by 14. And I think I didn't, I didn't really appreciate that. Um, and so with wrestling, you know, I liked that I could go out there and if I prepared enough and executed well enough, I could put probability on my side to, to win. And I think, um, you know that there's something uh real gratifying about that so i always like to say you know um you got to find the fun spots in wrestling but wrestling is probably one of the most gratifying sports that, that that's out there um but for me that's really what it gave me was like you know discipline uh, to do the work um and you know there's no easy way you know there's no there's nowhere to hide out there your, your holes get exposed and i think that's that's a that's a lesson for for everybody so it kind of prepared me for everything after Um, you know, when I wanted to go to grad school and get my MBA, I was like, man, I've, I've chased down other wrestling goals. I can chase down this academic goal. Um, you know, when I had a professional goal, you know, uh, I could put it up on the board and map out a plan and execute a plan and then go, go achieve the goal. And I think wrestling gave me that framework, uh, and the confidence that if I, if I aspire to do something, you know, figure out what that, what the steps are there and, and do the work, and then uh you can put probably on your side for success but i think uh you know that's a, that's the main thing is it just gave me a framework and and the ability to to be confident that i could do hard work and i could out and i could outwork people that are also trying to get to those same goals you know but i think as you mature as a competitor you realize you know you're not i'm not out trying to compete someone else i'm trying to make my best as best it can be and uh you know there's no guarantees hopefully that best is better than every everyone else you know especially in sport when you're competing against other people but i think in in, in life or in the professional world you know it's not necessarily there's not necessarily a, a, a literal opponent uh, it's just about being your best so yeah that's really what it gave me man um you know the to, to long answer to a sh- short question
1: <laughs> no but it, it we talked about you know a lot of the coaches and, and individuals we've had on have come from team sports and some of that background in wrestling is very different because like you mentioned, you're out there on an Island. I mean, you, you're not, yeah, you know, on team atmospheres. If you struggle in a certain area, there's other teammates that can help compensate for that. But in wrestling, it, it's you and one other person out there on the mat with really nowhere to hide. How as someone that grew up playing other sports, how did you feel the preparation might've, differentiated for you going into a football game versus going into a wrestling match
2: wow that's interesting i've I've, you know um i've never thought about it if i if i look at it now um you know i think i think i think it doesn't like if i think about it from my time as football playing football right and you know as i was a spent 99 percent of my time as a d tackle um, I like walking around saying I played fullback, but that was like a senior year thing. Uh, but I was a D tackle. So for me, it was like, you know, when the if I win every single battle with the guy or guys that come across the line from me, then I'll then I will have like, you know, done my part. Um, right. But I think preparation wise, I think um, getting ready for that and and that battle was not was not different than uh getting ready for a match right it's just like you 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 focus on the things that you can control your warm up your attitude your effort and then uh you you once the whistle blows in in, in both senses you know you go after it as as hard as you can uh executing on the things that you prepared to execute so i think i don't know if it's different in that sense but i definitely know um like the differences were in 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 like the outcome so like if we lost a football game yeah you're disappointed um, but you could always fall back on, oh man, well, I, I had a great game and it was, you know, it was a little bit better. We, I had a great game, but we lost, or I had a, a a bad game and we won. Um, but I think in wrestling, you know, if you have a bad day, usually you're losing. Um, I mean, it was very rare you have a bad day and, and win. So I think the outcomes are different, but I think preparation wise, I think it was more, uh, I just liked the fact that I could, I could pick up my you know, proverbial lunch pail and go out in the match and do work and find out if it was, if it was enough. Um, Where in football, I think you might not, you could, you could have that exceptional game, you know, and I think there's a, there's a game. And I, you know, at this point now, years have passed. I'm sure my stats have continued to improve in that game. But I think, uh, you know, we played the same team twice and it actually was, uh, I think Marion Barber played on, uh, he was like a ninth grader, but he was still a hammer. He was a stud and um he played for the cowboys and he you know before that played for minnesota but uh we we i had the same game and i think in the first game we won by like 14 in the second game we lost by 14 i think i had double digit tackles maybe a sack or two and then a fumble recovery in both games but i remember i was called on that game as an example of like what was so frustrating about football as if i did well it, it didn't always translate to the scoreboard um where in wrestling if i did well and i prepared and I executed you know, most of the time I'm winning, and so I think that's where uh, you know that that was what it came down to. But I think the preparation was about the same, man. You just you 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 have a game plan that you're trying to execute, um, and you go out there and go as hard as you can and execute as best you can, and hopefully things fall your way. Um, you know, honestly.
1: So let's let's talk about that from a coaching perspective now. As as someone that coaches wrestlers. And obviously the show is around competition, the healthy benefits of competition, which you've you've shared what the sport of wrestling did for you as a coach. What are some things that you do with your players to encourage healthy competition between them during uh, not only in season when you've got opponents you're seeing frequently, but really off season when it's a little harder to stay focused and on top of training because it's so far away from matches?
2: Yeah, I think um, you know, one thing that changed for me over the life of my uh career as a as an active competitive athlete that has informed my coaching a lot is that I realized as I became, you know, and I always referred to my guys as I said as you become a more mature competitor, um, I realized that it was less about the opponent specifically, and it was more um what are the things that I do to, to be able to make sure that i rise raise my game to the level that i've prepared and demonstrate my preparedness and i think as a coach now um i really try to make it not make it less about the guy across from you because it's too easy to get caught up in you know because like you, you let's if you wrestle someone who's not that good like and you and you didn't you didn't wrestle that well but you you it was better than them because they weren't very good does that does that is that really a is that really a, you know, did you get anything, gain anything from that outcome? And I think that's where I try and have our guys focus a lot on even during the season. And, and then therefore in the off season is like, what, what things are you doing now? And today, what choices did you make or are you making that help, help you, you know, stack up the probability of, of, you know, the outcome being in your favor? Cause you know, that way, you know, everyone talks about the process. And I think sometimes that gets abstracted out. And you don't know what that means. And I think, you know, as a coach now, my job is to help those guys understand that, you know, I always tell them, you don't know what, what training session or what effort or what sprint or what, you know, lifting session or what technique drill get, gets you over the top in that one moment when, when the opportunity comes. And you also don't know which time, if you don't do those things, pulls you away from that opportunity because we don't have the luxury of seeing that. So what I tell them is always you got to stack up all those training sessions, stack up all those opportunities to get better and stronger and better um so that they're, they're 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 way higher than the times when you didn't. And I think that's what I think now especially in the off season, you know, um I help with the USA wrestling, like our, you know, freestyle and Greco uh, club. And and I think, uh, yeah. we had some guys that competed at a tournament, uh, U23s that was in our club. And I think, uh, you know, just continuing to, uh, push your comfort zone. And I think that's one thing that I find in the summers that a lot of, I worked a lot of camps, like division. I worked with, you know, Minnesota. I worked at the Naval Academy. I worked at camps, Nebraska. I worked at D one camps. And so I'd be up there competing and training. learning from other guys who are wrestling at a division one level and i think that was definitely there was times where it was awkward like i'm the d3 guy out there trying to do that but i got some of our guys plugged into some of those camps and i've got them you know so that's pushing their boundaries right that's getting out of their comfort zone where a lot of them could go home and work at a restaurant at home and lift weights and run and and they'd make money and they would sure they wouldn't probably get worse but i think for, for the guys that want to become their best they're going to have to do those things like that. And, and also, you know, like I said, we had some guys wrestle at U 23 world team trials, and that was the first time they'd wrestle at that level. Um, and we came away with like five all Americans from the club and, you know, but it was like, and that was the first time those guys had had their name with that, you know, that tagline after it, but it was, that's the part of the opportunity is like, you know, Hey, get out of your comfort zone. And, and, and what are you doing today? Right. What are you doing at this given moment to, to prepare yourself for when that opportunity comes or put yourself in a position, to win when that opportunity comes, and I think that's what it comes down to, you know. Especially right now, because I think if you, if you, I used to always say, "Oh, there's someone out there training, uh, you know, today, and you're not." But I think, you know, like after a while, I don't know, I don't know. Some for me, it's, at a certain point, that that was it was less about that. Like I was like, and so, like I'm I'm gonna try and get, become my best, you know. And I got to do everything I can to become my best. And it's not about, yeah, I want everyone else training, you know. I want everyone else that I'm gonna fight against or you know go against training. So it's not like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want everyone else sitting on the couch. I want their best. And I think once you reframe competing in that way, I think you talked about healthy because I think, especially in sports, you can make competition unhealthy. Um, And I think a lot of times if it's in in my observation, it becomes unhealthy when it's really external. And I think uh, that's where... you know my job is to still have our guys and our student athletes still love the sport when they get done i think sometimes you'll see a lot of especially people who've competed it's like kind of uh paradoxical the people that compete at the highest level have the hardest time when uh when that competition goes away like when they retire because it 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 was such a big part of who they are and i think you know um i didn't you know i didn't go to the olympics or anything but it definitely took me a while to to figure out like who am i without the competitor or the, not, and and not, maybe that's the wrong way to frame it. Who am I without the, you know, the active athlete, Leroy Gardner, you know, and I think, uh, you know, I did some CrossFit stuff. I did some weightlifting. I do some jujitsu now. Um, but it's definitely a different, different than what it was when I was competing and, and trying to make an Olympic team and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I think for our guys, just trying to keep it, more, uh, in, internal focus, like, Hey, what are you doing to become your best and find out how great you can be. And, and, and if you haven't done anything today, man, then you, you owe it to yourself because, you know, I always tell my guys tomorrow, tomorrow you will think today, you, you know, if you do it and, and that's, and that's, that's the great part about sport. So.
1: Yeah. I, I, I you hit on a couple of factors there that I want to circle back with one being kind of that transition piece of life of, You know, once you leave that sport, I've laughed that after football, for me, it was like the hardest breakup I've ever had with any girlfriend, (laughs) anything, because you you have that competitive void. And, you know, sometimes you find that later and you're doing intramurals or CrossFit for a lot of us. And and so you you try to fill that space because, you know, your identity is wrapped up in that being an athlete and only focused on that piece where I think a lot of what you talked about, there's such a a broader piece of life that we sometimes forget. Uh, And secondarily, you talked about, you know, these guys that excelled when put in a high pressure, bigger situation that they hadn't been in before. What are you able to do as a coach? And I'm interested because as listeners, obviously there's things that people want to try to do to become more comfortable in either uncomfortable situations, high pressure situations, things like that. What are some things you do off season, in season to, dial up intensity or pressure so that those guys are more accustomed to that feeling when they go into a tournament or an event like that
2: well i think you know it starts i think the first you know an example in the u23s for us was it started with committing to say hey this is something i'm gonna go do um because you know this wasn't obviously you know we threw out to all our local Arkansas area wrestlers, including you know my guys at the at the university, but um it was it's open to everyone. Hey, who you know we're put, we're going to go to U twenty threes and we're going to compete. So those 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 guys had to self select and say, hey, I, I raised my hand to go do this thing and i'm not quite sure how it's going to go and i'm not quite sure you know uh, i've never done anything like this so there's a little bit of courage in just stepping out and putting their name on on the, you know in the hat and i think you know a good example is you know one of my one of my guys like hey i'll do all the training but coach i'm not going to go to the competition and, and and i had to kind of like reframe it for him and say hey what so what's the worst thing that happens at this competition right like you spend all this time training and then now you're gonna you're gonna like not put your phone online for the best part of training right this is that's the best part of training is competing and right so it's like and and i said and he said well well, the worst thing is you lose two matches right like you own two at this tournament and i said that's if that's the worst thing like like why why are you willing to not put your line because you'll go oh and two and i was and we had we had a discussion around that but i think and he was like yeah you're right and so it's just a reframing of of what what success looked like at least so that he could do a, believe in it enough to put his phone on now no one's going up there to go on 2, right so so it's a kind of a it's kind of a stepwise process first one was going hey i'm gonna do the training right next one is hey i'm gonna put my phone line this tournament and then and then once you slap hands in the in the event right it's now now the will to win and, and the preparation you've done kind of takes over and it's a little bit like muscle memory right like if if we slap hands and try and go for a race you know right now jake like if we're like, hey, let's let's see who runs from this stop line, stop sign to the next stop sign fastest. Like we put our front lines, we say go. As soon as you say go, it, all, everything else goes out the window. Now we're racing. And I think that's where for, for, for me, the preparation to get guys to perform at the highest level is one. You know, they got to they got to push themselves to the next, you know, because for, for us and push themselves to that next step. Right. So for us trying to win an NCAA championship in the winter. Means like, hey, you've got to you've got to push yourself at this age group level USA wrestling competition in the spring or fall. I mean, the spring or summer, and then and then and we'll keep doing that. Um Such that now NCAA is not a big deal, but I think you got to keep putting yourself in environments where you're kind of in over your head a little bit, and I think that's what to, to be able to raise your level so that now when the pressure's on, you're like, hey, you know, I'm I'm gonna go give my best because I've trained and I've prepared, and I'm gonna go give them my best, right? And you know, I think. It's not a. It's, if it was, if it was a total science, it'd be all figured out by now, right? If it was just absolute science, but there's art and a science to it, and I think part of that is is uh, letting the guys know that they've trained enough to be able to earn the rights, put their foot on the line, and then after that, like I said, it's just about getting your best. Because so we had, you know, like I said, we had all the guys competed hard. Now we brought nine guys, and we had five All Americans, so that means four of them, you know probably, and I think actually nine of them didn't compete how they want to compete, right? As, as, as well as they probably could have, they all could point to things that they could have done better. But I think to get them to perform at a high level in those high pressure situations, got to just keep putting your foot on the line, right? So that then it becomes, Hey, this is what I do. This is just who I am. I, I go and I train and I compare and I compete, you know? And I think that's where, because I, t- I was telling my guys in the bus ride back, I said, guys, it's not, cause we were joking. This is a, and this is a weird sidebar, but they were joking about something uh, the foot there was some open practice going on there was some gigantic football player on the field and one of the guys goes man if i got trucked, i'm quitting all the sports right I'm- and i said and and he was like sort of joking and i and i turned him around and i was like hey i was like so what's the equivalent to getting trucked by that big huge dude in wrestling i was like it's getting tech fall to, you know like a very large margin of victory in wrestling if you lose by like you know I think it's it's 10 or more in freestyle it's nine or more eight more in greco and then it's like 15 or more in in college then the match is over There's so like basically you can't it's like a mercy rule like you can't win and i said well i said what's the cool in wrestling so are you telling me that if you got trucked in wrestling now you're gonna quit i said i know you guys think you're just joking right now in the car but, but i said why i said why don't you switch the like i said how many times? Do you joke like the other way, like man i I keep coming at that guy until till till he quit and walked off the field. I'd keep getting trucked until he was tired of trucking me, right? Like no one jokes that way, and I was like, guys, the people that are competing at the highest levels, right? they don't joke about quitting right so there's not you don't joke about quitting because it gives your subconscious that 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 permission that it's okay to quit. I said, it's not okay to quit. you know I said, why do you joke the other way? you know I was like, and it's, I said it's a small thing, and I, I said, I know you guys think I sound like crazy coach right now. Like making a big deal out of a small thing. But I said, it's that small thing that in the hardest moment, like you got to have all your guns pointed out at achieving whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. And there can't be a single one pointed back at you going, maybe you can't do this. Right. And I said, and that's what you're training is all those guns got to be pointed out. And I think, you know, that that's really for me, man, like having helping people be able to achieve at that when that, when they, when they want to, when that, when that big goal is on the line, it means they, they achieved a lot of, you know, they prepared and they achieved and executed a lot of little things up until that point. So that by the time that opportunity came, like, they're like, cool, I, I, I got this, or maybe I'm not sure yet, but I'm going to, I'm going to dang sure go hundred miles an hour to find out. Right. And I think that's what, I think that's when, that's when the cool stuff start ha- starts happening and is when, you know, you get to that point where you're like, man, I refuse to be denied this opportunity right now. And I may not, I may not know the answer, but I'm going to, I'm going to like, I'm going to die trying to find out, you know? And I think um, that's, that's for me, like, you know, that's the fun part, man. That's, that's why I think as a coach, right. I'm I'm here to pay forward what I was given, but it's also a little self-serving too. I love watching when that moment kicks in for my student athletes, like when they, when that kicks in and they have some fun and they go, do something they didn't think they could do or maybe they weren't sure and they go find out they could and now they're sure they could do it like that's 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 fun as a coach seeing that so
1: well let me so on that same note you obviously are impacting the words that they're saying the conversations they're having which I mean they play into everything uh, you know I read in the book top dog that I've referenced a few times on the show about the the science of winning and losing, and it's a fascinating read on competition. And one of the case studies in the book is about the uh, North Carolina soccer team in the '90s, I believe, uh, '80s and '90s. They were the most dominant college program uh, in soccer, in men's and women's. And and ironically, the I believe it was the same coach coached both squads. And they talked about from a competitive standpoint his approach to the guys was intensity. I mean, he's yelling and screaming and getting after guys on the sidelines uh, in practice and in games. He's keeping that intensity level high. So when they're in those games, they're used to those pressure situations. But for his female players, he dialed up the intensity in practices to near breaking points. And then at the games, he would completely step back. He would go into reserve mode. He was quiet. Uh, he would talk to him very calmly on the sidelines because the situation itself was such a high-pressure stake situation, and knowing how his female players responded, he didn't need to add to that like he did on the guys to motivate them. And, and so it's fascinating talk, talking to coaches about how they create situations and and, and opportunities and just mindsets for guys when they go into those high-pressure situations that allow them to excel because they're focused on the task at hand instead of all the outside external noise, pressures, things that tend to distract a lot of guys and girls when they get into that moment. So uh, obviously, uh, pouring all of this into these players is is impacting them the same way your coaches had impacts on you. As someone now that's that's grown, that's an adult, that's coaching and pouring into others – what are some things that you do personally yourself to stay on top of your game every day uh, and, and still have somewhat of this competitive drive, but how, how do you stay on top of being the best coach? You can be the best family member. You can be in things like that, that you've brought from your athletic days.
2: Yeah, I think um, that's a, you know, I tell my guys a lot of times um, there's a, the, the, the rubric that I measure, you know, myself every day by, you know, really, is like three things. It's like be the best husband, father, and and leader I can be for for my guys. And so, um, that that scorecard gets checked every single day. And I think um, there's a there's a there's a saying that my college coach used to have, or he still has. Uh, and and if you look it up, you look up uh, Jim Miller from Warburg. Uh, he has a saying called "Do it anyway." And I think it it like it was such a freeing. Um, it's a, such a freeing phrase once you understand what it means. And and one of the things, like he's like, you know, no, and one of the things you used to tell us in college was like, Hey, uh, no one ever feels like studying it, like, you know, writing that final draft of that paper or studying for that final exam, but you got to do it anyway, right? No one ever feels like getting up and going to the library and getting that third draft of a paper looked at by somebody, but you got to do it anyway, right? Or, you know, waking up at 6 a.m. to run sprints, but you got to do it anyway. And I think um the other the other side to that coin was um once you get over yourself right and how you feel about a certain thing it it like it no one cares it doesn't matter how you feel about the thing you got to do it right you got to do the thing and i think so for me you know there's there's times i think i was laughing uh like the do it anyway uh when i was training was probably like get up and lift and run or do whatever it is and now you know maybe it's like I joked with my college coaches, maybe or my 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 assistant coach, like maybe it's as a as a as a college coach do my expense report, right? I gotta do it anyway. Cause as a as a, as a CEO and leader of our team, like I got to get that stuff done, having stuff. But I think, you know, um holding myself accountable to the process of right, like, am I doing everything I can today to prepare my guys for their to be the best they can be? Right. And that could be am I looking at their individual training plans? Are we, do we have, do we have a hotel booked for the tournament, you know, two weeks out? Do we have whatever, whatever needs to happen? Am I doing those things, right? Or do have I, have I, have, have, has my assistant done those things? You know, one thing you learn as you go through this, right, is like, I I could take a hold of everything and strangle it, but how does that help develop my assistant coach for the day he wants to be a head coach, right? And so like, it's, it's, man, how do I give him the opportunity to become a head coach someday? And then, you know, as, as, as a dad is, you know, am I, am I spending time? Learning about my son, right? What things does he like to do right now? What things is he into? What let's have you sat down and have I, have I? Who's his friends right now, right? What are they doing? You know, um, and I think for me, it's stuff like that. Have we go through his homework with them, You know, um, and with my wife and I, I mean, it's you know, are we spending time demonstrating the you know the commitment we have and the love we have for each other, right? Are we are we are we spending time and doing like taking the actions, right? Like, hey, we're going out. I know everyone. You know, I don't know. You kind of see the date nights and stuff like that. But yeah, are we doing that stuff, man. Are we taking time for each other? Are we just like waking up in the morning and go, hey, how'd you sleep? You know what? You know, what's your what's your schedule look like today? How are you today? You know, those type of things. So I know it sounds cliche and it sounds silly. But I think for me, man, um, as I've kind of hold up that scorecard every day, that's really what it comes down to. And that that fills me up and keeps me going. Um, And I think that's what when you have that sort of mission. that you can that that you I mean that that's not a once I there's no day where I wake up and I'm like I got that done and don't need to do that anymore right I don't think there's a day where I wake up and go yep that's that's off my list forever right so I think people I think we've caught up in a to do list mindset right like I got to do this task and this task and this task instead of like for me it's more of like am I doing the things. Is that task is filled up with the things that, that are meaningful and purposeful for me, right? And like, and that's the three things I just told you. And those things change every day, right? What the tasks are need to change every day. Um, but in the big picture, that's what I'm referring back to is like, is what I'm doing building on these three things? And and if it's not, man, maybe I need to figure out why I'm doing that thing. Um, not that there's not times when I gotta do stuff I don't want to do, but most of the time, hopefully it can lead back to one of those those three areas. And I think um really that's where for me stay. Uh, fired up and motivated uh, by by saying, "Hey, am I am I am I being the best you know husband, father, and and leader I can for my for my guys? Right? Is am I doing those things? Okay, cool. Let's keep going. What's the next thing I got to do? That's underneath those headings. Um, and I still you know compete. and a lot of that compete.
1: sounds like I was about saying a lot of that sounds like being present, being present yeah, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. moment, present with who you're with, versus constantly looking ahead or thinking about what's upcoming."
2: So yeah, we're definitely looking ahead at like winning regionals and conference cham- championships and national championships, but I, I can't get lost in today by looking ahead to March. Like I I there's things I have to do today that, that put probability on my side in March. And the same is true for my guys. Like, you know, what things can they do today whether it's lifting weights, whether it's, you know, running, whether it's, you know, maybe it's a, a mental script or whatever they, they, they need to go through to to prepare themselves for the opportunity that comes um or may come um and i think that's that's kind of what it comes down to i think if i took anything from my corporate time was just like it's real easy to get caught up in the to-do list checking off things and it not advancing the ball on things that are purposeful and meaningful uh for yourself or the people around you um and i think that's really you know what i try and get my guys to understand is like you've you've said that this means a lot to you so let's let's go ahead and uh, make sure you're doing the things that 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 are going to make this uh, trip worthwhile for you, Um, you know, not just go through the motions, because I think even the best of us, there's days when, you know, going through the motions might be the best you got in you on some days, but I think that's, you know, and that's okay, but you got to know that, hey, I got to, I got to dial it in and uh, I can't have, you know, tomorrow, tomorrow's training session can't be like this, right? I got to get, I got to get better and perform better than this, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's like the book, if you've ever read The Four Agreements, uh, you know, it's uh, Don Miguel Ruiz talks about the four agreements with yourself. And, and the fourth one is about doing your best every day, but understanding that your best in that moment is different than it is the day before. Because, you know, as an athlete, there's some days like you just don't have it. Like, it doesn't matter how well you try to lock it in. You just don't have it. And so, but if you're going all out with everything you've got, you know, you've, you're not saving anything in the tank. You can at least understand and and give yourself that grace that, yes, I did everything I could this day tomorrow. I need to do better and I, and I can be better, but today I at least gave everything I had. And so it's just that building process, man. I, uh, I've really enjoyed listening to you share a lot of these insights into, into how you coach your guys and, and really the, applications you try to give them that i think the listeners to the show have a lot of different takeaways of, of maybe a new perspective they've not considered in terms of things that they're doing on a day-to-day basis things that they can do on a day-to-day basis to take that similar mindset going into into training i want to flip gears just slightly and ask you as as a coach that's coaching college yeah. athletes wrestling, as we talked about, it's not very big in the South yet. It's growing. Uh, I've got a number of friends here who wrestled in college or in high school at at places around kind of Texas and some other local states here. But what are some things that you see maybe in youth sports that are kids first getting into wrestling in, in high school or maybe younger that you wish? they would learn more of before they got into that senior year college position playing underneath you or another coach that you feel like maybe getting missed by current youth coaches, um, not everywhere, but on a larger scale.
2: Yeah, I think, um, I think it's, it's two things. Um, and I think one, I always, I tell this to parents when I talk to youth, youth like clubs and stuff like that is like, i asking never ask how many kids state titles your kid won when I'm recruiting kids. Right. Like I don't, I don't, I don't care. Um, and I think, I think as a, a lot of times you see parents um, and I think they get caught up in, in like their kid was a youth national champ or whatever, whatever, pick, pick an accomplishment, whatever it is. And I, and I, and I feel like um, they miss the bigger picture. And I tell, tell the parents this, and I tell the youth coaches, like your job is to keep that, student or that athlete loving the sport right now you got to give them some fundamental positional things and some skills but puberty is going to erase a lot of the a lot of the physical maps that they have you know as far as as far as uh you know muscle memory maps like puberty like knocks those 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 dominoes down and they got to relearn everything anyway so i said you know your job is to make them excited and hungry for the the intensity that's coming they choose to pursue it at the highest levels right and the highest levels could be varsity in college uh it could because as you know like varsity football in texas is a big deal that asks a lot of you varsity baseball in texas is a big deal asks a lot out of you um and wrestling at a varsity level or in a college level or beyond if you ever you know is at a high you know senior olympic level is going to ask a lot of you and your job is to get them the the basic enough skills and the love of the sport enough that they can take on those training sessions and that path with the same zeal they had when they were eight. And I think that's that, you know, that's something I think, you know, I I take ownership of as, as someone who loves the sport, like my job, in addition to getting my guys to perform at highest level is to have them still love this sport. Now that's it's like, okay, so how do I do that? Right. Is I got to I got to I got to focus. I got to highlight all the good things that they're getting through the struggle. I got to highlight and talk about, you know, uh, what 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 the gain is from these things and the whys of why we're doing X, Y and Z so that they understand. But I think that's one thing that I see at a youth level. And I think the other thing is. Especially at youth sports, like less is more, right? Just because a kid can practice five days a week doesn't mean he needs to. Like the difference between a kid that practices five days a week from, you know, eight to twelve versus a kid that practices two times a week is probably not that much. Like I said, once you you and I I mean, like you've been in a football field, the guy that runs a four two didn't get us four two because he practiced three more times a week. And that's what I think, you know, once 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 the cards get all laid down, like whether they practice three times a week at you know, or five times a week or two times a week, like your job is to like less is more in that developmental age group, I feel like. And I think that's, something that. Um, you know, that's, that's for youth sports, but in high school, I think the, the other piece is now that kind of flips is once they get into, you know, teenage years, then now let's get them to some bigger competitions, get them outside their comfort zone, get them outside their state. Um, and I think a lot of kids, especially sometimes if they have success, um their ego's a little limited limits them like hey i'm not going to go like for example i'm in arkansas and some kids don't go across to oklahoma to wrestle or don't go to missouri to wrestle because the kids are pretty good there that sports really advanced there and so what i you know if you want to be the best you got to go there right if you're from you know ohio you got to go wrestle kids in pennsylvania you know whatever it is all over and um i think the same analogy holds for all of us right is you know, if you're if you're a if you're a web developer, go learn some new skills, right? Find a new language, to learn right, and um, you know it 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 doesn't stop. But I think that's what I think is uh, sometimes at the high school level, like you know, I wish more more students took the opportunity to to go do things that seemed beyond their grasp, right? That seemed like it was it was oh I can't if if the thir- first thought was oh I can't go do that. That's kind of the thing you probably need to go do, and. Um, <laughs> But I think with kids, especially because I've got a 14 year old son and, you know, uh, whether he wrestles or not or whatever he does, like I I told him, the big thing is I just want you to learn that, you know, if you work as hard as you can at a thing that you put probably a success on your side. Um, And I think that's what like my job is to give him that rubric and that framework, not not make if I can, if it's if if he's a great wrestler, great. But if he's if he's a great trumpet player, also great. If he's great, whatever, math student, scientist, whatever it is, that's great. Um, my job is to give them that framework, not necessarily, I don't need to teach them how to do a double leg, right? Just cause I, I know how to do that pretty well. It's like, um, and I think that's what I think if I could, if I give you sports, one thing, it's like less is more Have them compete a little less, have them practice a little less and then, um, leave them hungry and wanting it by the time that they get 15 so that they're willing to run a hundred miles an hour at, at, at the opportunities that are, that will come. And then I think once they get that age, it's, it's the other side of the coin is like, go, do stuff that feels like it might be over your head a little bit, like go to the camp. That's a little harder. Go to the, you know, the training opportunity that seems go drive to the better room, right? Like if there's a team that's better than yours, go drive to. you know, I used to drive like 45 minutes to go to practice and, you know, go tournaments on my own on the weekend, like drive an hour, two, three hours just to go wrestle. And sometimes I went on two, but you know, I learned. And I think that's what I think it. <laughs> I see a lot in kids sports, just like, i like, no one cares how many kids state titles your kid won. Like no one's recruiting him on his big, huge trophy that he got when he was 12.
1: <laughs> and that, uh, that's something it's interesting. That's one of the, uh, the previous guests on the show. That's a high school, uh, coach, uh, and, in football and his coached at the college level it, uh, talked about a lot of the same thing is when they get for him, when they get into high school, when they get into those varsity sports, he wants them to still have fun. Because for youth coaches, in his opinion, it's about teaching them the basic skills, but letting them have fun, getting them to yeah. come back year after year, learning game. Come. So when they're older, they have this love and drive for the game that they're internally motivated at that point to get better uh, in those areas, just like you talked
2: about. Well, because that's what's going to get them to the. That's what's going to get them to their eyes success is like it's got to come from them and if and if we've if you've used that all up or you've usurped it through you know your own ego as a parent or as a youth coach or whatever it is and i and i you know it's like i i was i have a refrain like i like I, my my sister coach and i always gotta be like hey you can't want it like you gotta want it you can't want it for them right like they've got to want it too you know and i think that's what yeah that's the thing is like and I think that's, that's what you, you just nail is like, the, it's going to be that internal drive. That's going to get them, you know, to the NFL or the NBA or a, a doctorate degree or whatever it is, you know, it's not going to be you as a parent or a, you know, a, a youth coach or a high school coach, like, or even me, like, it's not going to be me. Like, I don't, it's not me. That's going to win these guys a national championship. They are going to, they got to do that. Like I sure I'll give them tools and a roadmap, but it's not, it's not me. Like I had my time.
1: So it's whatever you can do to equip them, keep them internally motivated, help them find that purpose and focus uh, to keep striving forward, which sounds like it's the same thing that applies to anyone listening as an adult in their own journey from a professional or personal standpoint, man, coach, this has been an absolute blast this morning. I appreciate your time so much. Let me, share like let's share with listeners where can they get connected follow along with some of the stuff you post online where's a great place for people to follow check out what you're doing all of the the great work that you're pouring into guys
2: sure uh i'm on twitter um at Leroy gardner all one word i think if you just look up coach Leroy gardner you'll find me um my you know our college team is uh university of the ozarks you know do a little university ozarks wrestling um River Valley wrestling club is our wrestling club. Um, I put, you know, I, I, those three things are probably the most, most common uh, places that I put stuff out and share stuff and I'm involved there. And I'd, I'd love it if, uh, you know, there's, there's other compete every day folks who, you know, some of this resonate with them or they got questions or something like that. I'm happy to, you know, uh, share, share my perspective. Um, cause I've, like I said, I've, I've enjoyed, uh, I think, I think you, as once you're a coach, you can't ever turn it off. So, I'm kind of a coach for all the time. Um, but yeah, I'll leave like the last piece on the leave. You in, and you, you hit on was like, it's tell my guys, um, you know, give everything you got all the time, every time. And I think um, it's simple, but not easy. Right. And I think that's the, that's what I think all of us, like, I got to hold myself to that. And if all of us could ask of each other, right. I want everything you got every time, all the time. And it's simple, but not easy. Right. Um, and do it anyway. Yeah. The last piece is Google coach, Jim Miller, do it anyway. Uh, he's the man. Um, I owe a lot to to him and, and uh, his, the program that I came through. So uh, yeah, if I could, if I could leave anybody with that, go find, do it, do it anyway. And then tell me what, tell me what you took away uh, at, on Twitter at Leroy Gardner.
1: Awesome, man. Coach, thanks for joining the show.
2: Yeah, you're welcome. It's been an honor, Jake. Um, my hats off to you, brother, for uh, continuing to one foot in front of the other. It's been it's been great watching uh, your path and your journey and your work um, coming all the way from, like I said, the the hottest regional ever in the south southeast regional or southwest regional that year um, in twenty whenever it was. But um, man, it's been fun. So keep doing it and keep working hard. And uh, like I said, I try and live that motto every day, man. Compete every day the best I can. So I loved it from the beginning and I still do, man. So thanks for having me, brother.
0: for listening to another episode of the compete every day podcast to learn more visit compete to connect with jake or contact the show email us at podcast at compete and as always keep competing every day to be better than you were yesterday